This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from BWE League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Happy one year to Hustle and Pro. To celebrate, I have a VIP guest. There literally would not be a Hustle and Pro podcast without Scott Ellis. Hi, Scott. Hey, Kelly. How are you? That's good. I'm great. It's good to be here. Good. I'm excited for, for you to you be here. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, thank you for coming and for, for this podcast itself. So you're the co-founder of Lifestyle Frisco, and you're the IT guy who helped me get this project um, podcast project built and live. So first of all, thank you for saying yes when I kind of had this idea a little while ago. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the initiative and just running with it the way you did. So why did you say yes to a sports-specific podcast here in town? Good question. I think there were a couple of reasons. One, uh, I was interested in seeing us do more audio content in general. I think it's a great format. It's easy. It's very portable. People can listen to it in the car or while they're out for a walk or a run or what have you. Um, I also appreciated how prepared you seemed to be to get something up and running. You seemed like you were very dedicated to the idea and you were already working on a logo and all that kind of thing. And a lot of people have an idea for a podcast and they start something. But on average, a lot of people don't know this, the average podcast only makes it to episode seven. And then Seven? Then oh, we killed it. We, oh, yeah, you're slaying <laughs> it. But I mean, the problem that I think people confront is it seems very easy just to sit in front of a microphone and talk. And that's not the hard part. There's a whole lot of other work that goes on outside of that when you realize how much work it is. It's it's a it's a hobby that demands some of your time, and it needs to be done consistently if you're going to build an audience. And then the third reason I was interested in it was uh, specifically because sports is so popular in Frisco, and there's so many uh, sports-related activities and teams. There's an endless amount of content, and I thought it would be a great way to cover all those things. And I love the fact that you're doing, as we say, from peewee to pro. I mean, you've got the, the gauntlet covered, and We're they're trying. all good stories. Thank you. I think the first one you did, was first or second, was the uh, women's lacrosse. First, first I think one. I think that was Beth, the first yeah. one. Yeah, and it was a it was a really fun episode to listen to for me because I know nothing about lacrosse to begin with. I didn't certainly know anything about the difference between men's and women's lacrosse, um, or that we even had you know those teams that were here. Um, so I mean, it was just a great start. It was a fun episode, and I yeah. love what you're doing with it. Thank you. Yeah, we've covered a lot. Um, it's kind of been fun to look back, and I want to do that here in a minute. But one of the things that we started uh, format wise was some quick hits to sort of. Let me get into the minds of my guests off the top. So I have some quick hits for you. Hit me. Okay. Who's your favorite athlete of all time? (laughs) Or you can name a few. I know it's a lot of pressure to pick one name. It's hard. It's hard. Because even though I'm not known as being like a hardcore sports guy, I have definitely followed sports for a long time, you know, starting when I was a kid playing basketball and football. And I'll, I'll tell you, the first couple of people that pop into my head, well, first of all, Jordan is the first one that popped into my head. I was going to predict Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, that guy just, what he did for the game of basketball um, was just amazing. I mean, he really was uh, a, a true um, steward of the game and uh, a good ambassador for, for the game of basketball. And I'm dominantly a basketball person. I do like football as well. Um, as far as... Watching, yeah, though. basketball and football. Yeah. What about playing yourself? Oh, playing? Did you gr- yeah. I, I would uh, uh, basketball. Okay. I mean, if yeah. I was going to play actively, I haven't been out playing basketball in quite a while. But if I was, basketball would be my sport. Um, but I've also ha- always had a lot of admiration. I, you know, I grew up, started watching football. My mom was actually a big football fan. So in the seventies, 
And I kind of, because I lived in a small town at that time, we didn't, there was no football team nearby. I kind of glommed on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. And so I think of guys like Terry Bradshaw and Franco Harris and Mean Joe Green, you know, who, UNT, right? Um, and some of those guys kind of pop into my head. But then we moved to Indianapolis and in the early 80s, we got the Colts. And I remember thinking, oh, why did we get the Colts? They're terrible. And they were for a long time. Um, and then the Peyton Manning era happened. And, I mean, that guy was just just unbelievable. You know, I, I, I think even though he's got a couple of Super Bowl rings, it, that doesn't even do him justice for what a, a great quarterback he was. Right. And uh, so, yeah, anyways, those are my... He was a good good savior then for the Colts. For he, really, he, really, he really was. And he was an all-around good guy, too. You know, I, I appreciate the ones that managed to stay out of trouble and yep. lead, by, lead by example. Yeah, so. and his whole family seems to, to be that way. So one of the quick hits was favorite team. I'm going to go with Steelers and Colts. Yeah. I don't know. Steelers well, and Colts. Basketball, though? I thought you had a basketball I, team. I do. Well, I'm so more of a college basketball guy. Yeah. Um, and in that case, it's Indiana University. Okay. What about your favorite sports movie? Ooh, sports movie. This might have been a no-brainer if you just said Indiana University. Yeah, I, I got to go to Hoosiers, Hoosiers for sure. Hoosiers. But, you know, Friday Night Lights was a really fun movie, too. I really enjoyed that one as well. So you mentioned as a child, as a kid playing um, football and basketball. How far did that go? Like, how far into your life did you play sports? So I, I only played football one year, and I was not very good at football, so I didn't bother carrying that on very much further. I played basketball for a number of years. I actually played baseball a lot when I was a kid as well. Okay. Organized on teams. Uh, but basketball was what I most enjoyed. But I hit the height I'm at right now in eighth grade. Oh. And I thought I was excited. I thought, I guess I've got a few years. I'm going to yeah, put on yeah. a few more inches. No, it stopped there. So uh, as I got into high school in Indiana, you know, Indiana high school basketball is what high school football is in Texas. Okay. Um, and, and it's insanely competitive. And there's a lot of really, really good players and I just did not have the the skills to, you know, even make our high school team. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was very active and took part in a lot of the games and was always there, but I was not, never on the team, so. So I sat in on a podcast episode that you had with Andy Milovich of the Rough Riders, and I'm pretty sure you guys talked, I think it was all off mic, but you guys talked a lot of sports, and I think it was all surrounded about Indiana basketball or college it, yeah. basketball and all those things, and I couldn't keep up because I'm not an Indiana basketball band, so I didn't even know what you guys were talking about, but um, lots of names and lots of memories and, sure. and championships and all kinds of things. So who were some of those big names of Indiana basketball that you, like, that I would know? Well, sure. Bobby Knight is the first one that pops on your head, yes. the coach, well, right? Yeah. And because he was coach at my school. And too, then he came to Texas yeah. Tech and, and really helped to kind of turn that program around. Um, you know, the, the era for me of Indiana basketball was kind of in the the mid to late 80s when I was most paying attention to it and attached to it when I was in high school. And um, I remember the year after I graduated, or was it the year of graduation? Either way, there was a, a, a kid named Damon Bailey that was kind of a local hero and, and a really, really good, solid high school player. was a, a good, solid college player as well, but I just don't think he had quite the chops for pro. Um, I went to high school with Eric Montross, who's a friend. So he ended, up playing, name, yeah. he ended up playing at North Carolina, Yeah. but Eric was somebody there. Um, uh, Ke uh, yeah, Keith Smart was the guy who hit the game-winning shot against Syracuse the last time they won a championship. So those are some of the, the names that first pop into my head when I think about Indiana basketball. Are they still good? Uh, I don't know that any of them are still playing in the NBA. Eric, I know, is retired. I um, mean, like... Hoosiers basketball. Um, you know, they've had some tough years. They've certainly had a lot of promise. 
Um, but they're struggling, I think, a little bit right now with being sort of the Indiana of legend. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's Indiana basketball. They'll come back around. They'll come around. They will come yep. back around. The good ones always do, yep. right? Okay, a bit of a hypothetical, mm-hmm. but maybe not. If you could join me at a Frisco sporting event this year, what would it be? So all these things we talk about on H&P, Hustle and Pro, like 5K races and legends and FC Dallas and Rough Riders and high school football at the Star and lacrosse and hockey and all these things that happen up here. What would you come watch with me? Can I pick two? Yeah. Okay. The first one is I would love to go to a legends game in the, the G League championship or tournament. Mm. You know, I'd love to see them really just own it one year and, yeah. and take it all the way. Um, the next one would probably be a lacrosse game because I've never actually gone and watched lacrosse and I'd love to try something new. And it's, it is new and it's different. Um, I got to go to, I think I did two or three of the Rattlers games at mm-hmm. the star this year and they're definitely fun to watch because, um, well, in the star, first of all, right. That being in that facility, yep. but, um, you, those players, it's so different in football. They have, they have padding on and things, but it's different than a full football padding to where like you can still see them really move, you know? I mean, they're in shorts and socks and t- <laughs> like in the Jersey and all that, but, um, they move so quick and that it, it all happens so fast the way these like shots happen and how fast they're shooting. So it's really fun. Does so. it feel a little similar to hockey yeah. in that way? I, it's kind of how yeah. I envision it. And the reason I, it, it reminds me of hockey is because they do line changes. So in play, there's a shot clock. Ah. Um, but in play, the offense and defense are fluidly changing as a line Yeah. on and off the field during play. Um, so it's it's quick again like that's part of what it feels like hockey cuz a whole line of guys and then there's specific face off guys and they'll come off the field and then there's another line of guys going in and out so. how many guys are on the field at one time oh i don't know any lacrosse answers okay. i don't know I'm just curious i have no idea so i mean i could guess but i would be wrong because i don't know <laughs> i mean it's similar to a a soccer lineup which is you know 11 guys on the field with goalies and everything so that's my guess is that it's maybe 10 guys playing you know, there's forwards, there's defenders, there's middies, and there's outside and inside guys. So it's the same kind of thought process there. But I don't know. Okay. I'll have to fact check. And get we need to go to that. a game then. Yes. Let's make that happen. Let's do it. All right. If we get a World Cup here in Frisco, as we're lobbying to try to get something of the 2026 um, North American World Cup, if we get anything here, I'm curious, will you politely push me aside as your sports writer and go and get in on the action as local media or would you just pass and not not get into it no it's gonna be you oh good yay you know far more about soccer than i do i think it would be disingenuous for me to show up and try to even pretend to know like it's funny because this is a big soccer community in frisco um and for whatever reason i know people love it and I, i i certainly don't have anything against the sport it's just never one i've gotten attached to um i don't I don't really know the players. I don't know that much about the game. I've watched a little bit here or there, but, um, and, and I love having the FC Dallas here because there's so much energy around everything that they do. Yeah. I just, me personally, I haven't gotten real attached to soccer. So I would absolutely send you. Thanks. So I would be a fish out of water myself just because of the scope, like world soccer. Yeah. I mean, I'd be lost myself. I, I, I know enough, you know, to get by here locally and, 
barely for international play, but World Cup, I mean, all the different countries. I don't know enough of the different history, but I can learn. And I was going to say, could, if we I know that it's it coming, to, you could bone up it. on that stuff. Oh, yeah. You'd be ready. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, using Ryan, he would fill me in on there a lot because he can pretty much predict who's going to come out of what group for, you know, and how they're all going to place and play out um, coming out of the group rounds and everything pretty well. So anyway, I hope Frisco does their part and in, in impresses enough people to get something here. Yeah, I've even too. heard rumors, even if it's maybe just like media center or something, I'd take anything just because it would be a, a really a once in a lifetime chance for somebody like us to even be around an activity like that. Yeah. An and it's, it's like so watched worldwide that any involvement would definitely be welcome. And, um, I mean, why not? We're getting the PGA. We've got the Cowboys headquarters. So many good things are happening here. Why not a World Cup? Exactly. I love it. Okay, I want to ask you your opinion. Um, since we are, this is selfish, we're celebrating this hustle and pros. has been around a year. We made it to a year. Um, I didn't know if you had any favorite episodes or guests. I have some favorites, and I wondered if, if any of those rang any bell. Do you have any you want to say? Well, I, I'm going to go back to that first episode okay. again. I, really, to me, that was such a great start to the podcast and I learned a lot from listening to it. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, it's always hard to beat that first one right out of the gate when it's that good. Yeah. But I like the episode you did with Oliver too. It's fun oh, to yeah. get a, get a, a layperson's. Yeah. That episode literally changed my family's life. Long story. Do I don't have to go into it on this cause I could talk about it forever and it's like a crazy thing. But that game changers episode, when I was researching that is when I came across the game changers documentary about going plant-based ah. eating. Because uh, Game Changers, it's just literally, that's what yeah. it's called. And it had nothing to do with the episode, but it did have a sports, like it just came up in my research because it's athletes talking about what they eat. Mm -hmm. So there was a sports angle to it. But um, anyways, it, it was a Game Changer. It's a well-titled documentary because it, a lot of people when they watch it, it is a Game Changer. So it, it's funny you say that. That was a Game Changer for me and my, okay. and my family, the way that we all eat and live over the last several months. One of my favorites when I think about the year of, of talking to people, um, just the most impressive young lady, Hannah Mandel, the Wakeland soccer player, was one of my first interviews. She was episode number three, but I was like blown away that a probably 18-year-old um, was that well-spoken and, and had these goals and accomplishments, so much thing, so many things she had already done. And I keep up with her. She's at Pomona College in California. We were uh, messaging during the Super Bowl because I think she looks like Pat Mahomes. And I said, y'all could be brother and sister. <laughs> and so we were joking about that. But when I see her out in the community before she left for college, um, she would always come up and say hi and give me a hug and chat and just the sweetest young lady. And I just thought she was a really good inspirational young person to have on to kick off as far as the high school kids that we had on the show. Um, she set the bar high. One of my favorite interviews, um, it was number episode 26. It was Reggie Cannon. It was the first one that we moved from kind of do it yourself like studio into this awesome studio that mm -hmm. we have here in Frisco. But Reggie is, uh, he's an FC Dallas player, but he, um, got a lot of U S men's national team call-ups over the year. And so watching him kind of, kind of, you know, explode onto the scene was awesome, but he was a really good interview and exciting. And then I interviewed his teammate, Edwin Cerillo, which is kind of the opposite. He wasn't even, he hadn't even stepped foot on the field yet when I interviewed him, but I asked for him because we're from, we're both from Waco and I wanted to hear his story. And his story was pretty amazing in that he really sacrificed. He, he moved here on his own as a young teenager. I remember you talking about right. that. Right. Yeah. And like, 
I got to talk to him a week after he signed his professional contract. And um, who knew what the year had in store for him, right? But then we sent our photographer Swad to the, well, he was at the first game that Edwin got his, got to play on the field and captured a photo of Edwin and his dad hugging after the game that Edwin like cherishes, loves it because his dad wanted to play pro soccer. And just that story was mm-hmm. awesome. It gives me chills thinking about it. And Edwin and I keep up. Um, of course, I see him at all FC Dallas games and stuff, but but we're friends on social and we message each other and things like that too. And we joke about Waco You're making some good contacts. soccer stuff. I know, like I, field, yeah. well, to me, they're my friends, but they probably don't think that. Um, <laughs> and I love all the legends interviews I've gotten to do um, with Booker and Byron and Chad Brown, the player, and Al um, Whitley, the most recent one. So I think those are just kind of my most I don't know most memorable. I learned a lot from the Mike Leary episode, who's the producer for the Stars mm-hmm. um, and the Rangers. I think it's so fascinating, thinking just for a minute what his life is like to figure out what camera angle and replay and all these things that are happening at a Texas Rangers baseball game or a Dallas Stars hockey game. A lot of fast decision making, I would imagine, to keep up with all of that. Yes, as for it's sure, for sure. And I know you're kind of the like I said the IT guy, and you look at more of the data, but from from sort of the social reach of some of the episodes from the first year. Um, Some of our most popular ones were um, Hannah Mary Cook, which was a high school swimmer that was heading off to college. She was very popular online. And um, Nick over at the Lakes Tennis Academy, when we Hmm. talked about his young athletes who um, won Junior Wimbledon, had just won Junior Wimbledon, um, and Bryce Wasserman, one of the lacrosse players, a pro lacrosse player, and then Vicky at the Rough Riders when we talked about her yeah. and her husband touring all the baseball parks. So those were like some of our most kind of popular. Well, Edwin, um, the FC Dallas players are very popular too. Link all of those up in the show following. notes so that people can go okay. find some of those back episodes. That's a great mental note. We'll do a bit of uh, information. Yeah, there. I mean the only thing else I'm curious, like, are you know, do you hear from as a leader of Lifestyle Frisco and and you know my boss and all? Do you hear anything or or want to see anything? From H&P, Hustle and Pro. It's my H&P is what I call it. And year two that we're missing. Wow. Um, no, I mean, you've covered such a good variety of stories um, across all of the levels and sports teams here. I think it's just keep going. You know, I think you're, you're in, probably in a better position than I am to judge if something needs to change or improve or, you know, wh- where could I take this? Where could I go next with this? Um you know, I'd love to hear from our audience as well. What would they like to hear more of? So I would encourage anybody that's listening to this to leave a comment um, or hit Kelly up on Facebook or leave a lifestyle comment on the Lifestyle Frisco Facebook page, Instagram, whatever you want. You know, what would you guys like to hear more about? Is it you want more interviews with athletes? Is it more of the behind the scenes stuff? Um, I, I certainly think as, as it gets closer, um, more coverage of, of golf and the PGA will be appropriate. Definitely. So that is an opportunity that I need to take advantage of. Yeah, with with the amount of sports stuff going on in Frisco, um, I almost I don't even know how you can keep up with all of it. You just kind of got to rotate between the different sports and teams and different levels and keep going. But I, you know, my personal favorite now. This isn't necessarily how we make a business decision, but my personal favorite is really um, I think the high school kids because you, you you're catching somebody at a time when they're showing a lot of talent and a lot of promise. Um, they've had some time to develop their skills. They've still got room to grow and who knows what the future holds, but yep. you're kind of getting them on that cusp. And and in the who knows what the future holds piece, someone said you should revisit them later. 
And I already want to do that. Only a year in, um, I know what some of them are doing. And I know that some of them aren't doing the sport that they set out to art to do already. And I think that's almost more fascinating. Like it's, I'm proud of the ones that are killing it, you know, doing their college thing, but it's also fascinating to learn why some of the ones tried it and are done. There's so many reasons why being a college athlete might not be right for that person. And so those are interesting stories that I think we could revisit already. Certainly. I know, you know, as, as somebody who was at least, I would use the term athlete very loosely growing up, um, I wrestled as well. And I loved wrestling. Well, here we are wrapping it up, and now you. I know. I, I just, I just kind of forgot about it to be honest <laughs> uh, to mention it. But, um, but when we went to high school, I was a decent wrestler. Actually, it was probably one of the few sports I actually had a bit of a natural inclination and the right build for. Um, but when we got into high school, I very quickly found out that you know the, the seriousness and the intensity just went up ten notches, and that just wasn't really for me. It wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, you know, those guys live, eat, and breathe that stuff all year round. Yeah, there's many cases when if it's not what you want to do 100% of your day, yeah. don't do not do it. You know, do and, something else. And so I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of stuck with recreational sports and and uh, stepped away. But I can only imagine it's it's another order of magnitude more intense when you go to college, college. and then to the pros. So yeah. you really got to be made for it. Especially college because being a college athlete and being a college student are separate th- and having the college student experience are separate things. Yeah. Just the fun things you get to do as just a student is what we all think of when we think of our college memories and theirs are totally different and in a good way too. But you know, some people get there and realize, mm, I didn't mean to sacrifice all of that. So, yeah. you know, switch back and forth. So maybe sure. we'll have some revisits to some of our young athletes that we talked to. I love it. Well, thank you, Scott. It was fun to have you in the studio. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. It's good to talk about sports. It is. I don't get to do it all that often. And I don't want to date your podcast, but yeah. did you watch the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, every second. It's a great game. Fantastic I was it was game. so much and other I was reading second for Kansas half, City. The second half was fantastic. Yeah, I was reading for Kansas City. Um, even though I didn't I'm not a particularly big Kansas City or 49ers fan. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have a, a dog I hear, in the I game hear there sense. was an article on Lifestyle Frisco about There's, why you should somebody, root for Kansas Somebody City. in this room might have written that article <laughs> named Kelly. Um but I, you know, I had some friends that were rooting for them, so I just that helps. picked them. Yeah. Um, but it was fun to watch an actual good game mm-hmm. for once. It seems like so often the Super Bowl, you know, one of the teams just has an off night and they kind of get blown out, and that's no fun. Yeah. It was a good, like you really, until the last couple of minutes, you weren't really sure how this was going to turn out. No, I thought at halftime I was worried, and then I thought Pat Mahomes might not have, he might have bit off more than he can chew, like some people were saying all week with the 49ers being able to, you know, still dominate. Um, but he did his thing. He came back later than he usually comes back in those playoff games, yeah. but he did it, and it was fun to watch. Um, not having my own, you know, diehard. Like, I, I wanted them to win, but at the same time, like, I wasn't going to be that upset because it's not my team. Um, but it was sure fun to watch someone who represents my college. I mean, we don't have very many big names that come out of Texas yeah. Tech, so to have somebody like that that, um, you know, everybody loves – do that Classy well kid. and bring it back. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's fun to watch and fun to just to kind of watch the whole story unfold about, you know, him being from East Texas and everything. So it was fun to um, watch good game. I loved, I mean, halftime, everything. Everything yeah. was a good, it was a good I, year. I can't say I was enthused by the halftime show. J-Lo it wasn't for everybody. just don't do much for me. So I was, yeah. you know, kind of out on that one. But And it wasn't for everybody. But I mean, 
couldn't take my eyes off of it. So I think that's the point, <laughs> right? Of like halftime. They're keeping your attention. Yeah. Were there any commercials that stood? Let's talk yeah. about the commercials before we go. Were there any commercials that stood out to you? That yes, yes. And let's see. Um, gosh, you're asking me questions, Scott, I'm and I'm not around. prepared. I'm used to being the host, so it comes natural. <laughs> so I've listened to sports talk radio talk about this for a while now, and now I'm like regurgitating their conversations because everybody's talking about the Loretta one, the sad old man one. Yeah. The Google commercial. That was a good one. Which was, it was touching and it, I mean, it's memorable. Um, there was, I love the, I think my favorite thing of the whole production. I mean, I know you asked me about ads, but I loved the hundred year intro that they did Mm -hmm. pregame. That was so impressive and just fascinating how they went the, just how they told that story and how they showed all of the players on the field. That was Really cool to see all those guys' faces. Um, but I loved how the NFL did the little kid running into the stadium. That was fun. It, it was like an ad, right? But then it was, they they integrated it into real time. Yeah. So that was cool just production-wise. But that was one of my favorites because it had all those cameos in it. Everybody from Jerry, to, you know, all the players and ev- all these different cool scenes. And so that one stands out to me the most just because it was like a little Odell Beckham Jr. kid. <laughs> That's what we thought at first. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this a flashback? It's like... Odell Beckham, you know, whatever. And then he comes on the field. So that was, that was cool. I mean, I'm trying to remember what else I loved. What, what did you love? You know, I got it. The one that stands out most in my mind was the, um, the Reese's commercial with all the cliches. I don't know. Where she was like talking to somebody and like, get your head out of the sand. And did I miss You don't that remember one? all the cliches? Uh, if you go look up the Reese's Super Bowl commercial. I feel it, like... it was it was probably one of the more edgy ones, but the, the, the end of it was absolutely hysterical. I, I just, don't I know it. it yeah, you. I missed it. I try really hard to not, like, it's hard yeah. because it's like the one time you really can't get up and, you know, leave the room too much or you're going to miss something. Yeah. I might have missed that one. Go, yeah, go look it up. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll go back and... And revisit. I need. I usually do that every year, anyways, because there's so much going on in the room yeah. that I can't hear what I want to hear anyway. And I go back and just my background in advertising. I always used to go back and kind of obsess about all of those, and and they always get ranked and everything every year. Well, that's another question for your listeners. Then, is they listen to this podcast? What was your favorite Super Bowl commercial this year? Yeah, leave us a comment. That's a good one. Good huh. question. All right. Okay. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. <laughs>